Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. Close the gap. And you may be seated. God bless you. You may have said it. If you have not said it, you have probably heard it said. And it may have been said to you at one time or another. Those three words. I need space. (laughs) Has anybody ever... No, don't answer that. (laughs) I need space. That's the the mantra of this modern world that says, I need some time away from a particular relationship or a pressing problem, an urgent need. I need a little space. To say I need space means I'm feeling rather smothered right now. There's a crowding going on, either by a a poor relationship or the weight of difficulties that is pressing in upon me. I need some space. Now, I, I will give you this at the beginning today, that space is sometimes, in some relationships, it may be a very good and even positive thing. Space in a budding uh, romance can at times be healthy when there may be problems that are seemingly to arise or separation from pressing pressures and, and uh, the, the difficulties of life that come in upon us. And so it can be rather relieving to have just a little bit of space. The clash of a parent with the insolence of a child can oftentimes be remedied by nothing more than just a little distance or time apart. It is in that expression, I need space, that we're asking for a moment to reflect. A moment to reconsider our priorities or to renew our affections in a particular relationship. With space we have a tendency or the ability to prioritize what's important. Maybe even with space we have the privilege and the opportunity to cool down a little bit from a moment of anger and let rationale prevail in our thinking and our thought. But with all that seems healthy with saying I need space and with all that seems to be positive with saying I need time apart and I need uh, this this little spot for breathing possibilities, it ultimately signals that if I say I need space, it means there is a problem. If if I say I need time away, while time away may be healthy, 
while time away may even be relieving or a reprieve, it does signal the fact that there is an issue, there is a problem, there is something that needs our consideration and our attention and space doesn't always fix that. James in his writing to us in this fourth chapter is not so much focused on repairing a relational problem with space as he is in repairing a spiritual issue by closing the gap. James says in James 4 and 8, draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Let me just pause at the outset of this this morning. You don't fix your spiritual relationship in the same way you fix your physical relationships. In your physical relationship, you may need space. But in your spiritual relationship, space can be damaging. In your physical relationship, time away and time apart might be healthy depending on how you want to view it. But in your spiritual relationship, space is damaging and can leave lifelong issues that you will forever deal with. And so James says, draw nigh to God. In other words, in pastor's translation, it simply says this, don't let there be any space between you and God. Don't let there be any gaps between you and God. Don't let there be any cavity between you and God. Close the gap do away with the space. Now, you have to understand that in our, our relationship with God, relationship with God is, is much like relationship in the physical realm because the physical often mirrors the spiritual. So in the spiritual realm, our relationship with God can also have problems. We can have difficulties in our relationship with God. We can feel angry with God at times. We can feel at times disappointed, at least, at the very least, feel disappointed with God. Or we might even at times feel a little confusion about God's performance and become frustrated when in those moments of our problematic conditions with our relationship with God and feeling that maybe He has not answered the way we want Him to answer or He has not done what we'd like for Him to do or He has not intervened in the way that we would like for Him to intervene. It is not time at that point to say, I need space. That is the wrong moment to say that I need time away from God. I need time to reflect. I need time to reconsider. I, I need time to kind of get a little moment of breath here and not feel the pressure of the moment. Rather, James says in these problematic relational conditions that we might have with God, it's time to say, it's not that I need space. It's time to say I need to close the gap. I need to make sure I'm a little closer. I need to make sure 
sure that I draw a little nearer. I need to make sure that I get in closer proximity to Him. I, I need to make sure that there's no separation between God and I. And in the words of James, simply draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Hannah shows us in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 1 a mother who wants to have a child. Understand that this is a spiritual condition that is transpiring in Hannah's life. For 1 Samuel says, The Lord hath shut up her womb. This was something God was doing that was not understood by mere mortal man. That was not understood by human rationale. The Lord had shut up her womb. The Lord had caused her to not have children. This was something that was taking place much like Job in a spiritual realm that she has no understanding or comprehension of. But there is something spiritual taking place here. And scripture says she goes up to the house of the Lord and there her adversary, Paniah, provokes her, mocks her for her barrenness, teases her about her lack of ability to produce a child. Hannah feels less than a woman. She feels less than a mother. She doesn't feel capable as a wife before her husband. And here scripture says that Hannah, in the bitterness of soul... This would be the place that many would say, I need a little space. God's been unfair. God's not come through. God has not provided. God has not supplied. I've been faithful and God's closed my womb up. God's not permitting me to have any children. And so in the bitterness of her soul, Hannah makes a conscious choice. What I need to do is not get some space I need to close the gap. And the Bible says in the bitterness of her soul, she goes up to the house of the Lord and she falls before God and she begins to pour her heart out before God. Instead of drawing away from God in confusion, she draws near to the Lord. Instead of backing away and becoming cold in her heart and cold in her spirit and indifferent in her relationship, she said, I don't understand what's going on. On. There's some kind of spiritual battle happening right now. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make a vow to a God that I don't understand. I'll make a commitment to a God that has closed up my womb. I'll make a commitment to a God that I can't figure out why He's operating the way He's operating. And I'll promise that God that if He'll give me a child, I'll give that child back to Him. Because your answer in your confusing moments when you don't understand how God is operating in your life it's not I need space it's I need to get a little closer I need to come a little nearer I need to draw nigh unto God oh I feel like preaching today by the help of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody don't you dare let your problem drive you away from God don't you dare let your confusion drive you away from God don't
don't you dare let your perplexity put space between you and God. Why don't you come in the bitterness of your soul and say, God, I need to close the gap. I need to get a little closer. I need to get a little nearer to the Lord. Asaph, that great worshiper in the nation of Israel who's confused and perplexed about the, the, the fairness of God. That God's just not equitable. God is not just. He's, here I am, I'm trying to be faithful to God. Here I am, I'm trying to give God my best. And I'm giving Him everything I got. And I, I come to the temple and I'm leading worship. And I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to give it all that I know to give God. I'm trying to give Him a 110%. I, there's a lot of days that I come in here and I don't even feel like it. But I come and there's days I lift my voice. And I don't feel like lifting my voice. But I lift my voice. And Asaph has got this little bit of confusion going on now. He says, I don't understand why the wicked are getting blessed. And I'm not. They don't even darken the door of the church. They don't even try to sing. They don't even try to worship. They don't even try to, 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 to have any kind of relationship with God. Here I am. I drag myself out. And I come to the house of God. I come when I feel like it. And I come when I don't feel like it. And I stand up. And I give it everything I got. And it just seems like they're getting more than I've got. And he just kind of confesses I'm in a perilous condition right now. And my steps are well nigh slipped. And I, I'm a little confused about this of why I'm, try, I'm faithful and, and I'm not getting anything back. And here they are. They're living like the devil. And they're getting everything. And they're blessed and they're healthy and they got all this kind of stuff. Asaph said, you know what? I'm not going to let it drive a wedge between me and God. I'm not going to let it create a space between me and the Lord. So the Bible says he goes up to the sanctuary of God and he says, God, my confusion and my dilemma and my problem is not going to drive me away from God. It's going to drive me closer to God. It's going to drive me nearer to Him. I can't figure out why they live like hell and cannot be and are blessed every day of the week and I'm trying to live like an angel and live like a saint and, and struggle every day but I'm going to close the gap and I'm going to come near and nigh unto God and I'm going to embrace Him with all my heart. Somebody clap your hands and just shout to the Lord for a little bit right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's time to close the gap. Come on, it's time to close the cap. It's time to quit letting all of life and all of its problems and all of its difficulties drive a wedge between me and God. What I need to come to understand is my problems need to be the catalyst that brings me closer and nearer to the Lord. Oh, does anybody remember that old song? I quoted it the other day. I can't sing it, so I'll quote it. Draw, draw me near. Near, near, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me, draw me near, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. God, in life's problems, and life's difficulties, I can't handle this like I handle physical relationships. I don't need time away. I need more time in the sanctuary. I don't need more time apart from God. I need more time with God. 
I don't need more time apart from the presence of God. I need more time with the presence of the Lord. So draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy cross where thou hast died. Does anybody remember that old, that old game we used to play as kids? I, they may still play it, I don't know. Uh, it was that, that monkey in the middle. Anybody ever remember playing monkey in the middle? Uh, monkey in the middle. Uh, you know, nobody remembers playing monkey in the middle. Oh, my. Monkey in the middle. Well, sir, you, you, you know about monkey in the middle? You do? Man, you, you know more than the old folks know. Yeah, I know. Some, some of them's got a foggy look on their face, and you're over here and I. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Monkey in the middle was where you had two folks on either end, and you had one in the middle, and you was throwing the ball back and forth to the one on the other side. The guy in the middle had to intercept the ball and, uh, and, and get the ball away from the other guy. And if he caught the ball, the one who threw the ball got in the middle. And, and the game goes on and on and on. And uh, you're, you're, you're trying. you got, you got these two fellows on either end. And you're tossing this ball back and forth. Now, it'd be a whole, lot of e- a whole lot easier if you didn't have the guy in the middle. The guy in the middle is creating a lot of havoc. The guy in the middle is causing a lot of problems. The guy in the middle is keeping me from just being able to have a, a game of catch with the other guy. Because I'm having to get kind of, you know, uh, i got to get creative here. i got to throw this ball up and hopefully get the right arc so I can get over the guy in the middle. And so the guy on the other end can have it. I got to find a way to toss it around him. I got I to find a way to maybe bounce the ball somewhere. Because I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to do something with the guy on the other end. But I got this fella right here in the middle. And it's the guy in the middle that's causing the problem. That's keeping me from having just a good game of catch with the guy on the other end. Ezekiel, when he writes in his book, in the book, of Ezekiel chapter 22 he speaks under the prophetic word of God and he says that that there's none to stand in the gap he said there's a breach there's a there's there's this space that has been created there's this 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 breakdown that has happened and he said there's none to make up the space there's there's none to stand in the gap the implication becomes obvious that if the gap is not closed then it's vulnerable for the wrong thing to stand in it if the space is there it now becomes vulnerable for the wrong thing to be a part of it so if i have a breach in prayer a gap in my prayer life. There's now a space the wrong thing can get in the space. If I have a gap or a breach in my worship, the wrong thing can get in the gap. If I have a breach in my faithfulness to the things of God, the wrong thing can get in the space if there's a breach or a gap in my faith the wrong thing and what we try to do is this is we get the space and we continue to try to have 
relationship with God on the other side. And we try to have it all over the space. We try to have it all over the gap. And we try to somehow or another get this prayer and this praise and this worship to the other side. But it comes very difficult because suddenly something else has filled up the space. Something else has filled up the gap. And it becomes difficult to have this kind of relationship. This is why James writes in the prior verse to our our text this morning in James chapter 4 and verse number 7 when he says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The very next verse he says, Now draw nigh to God. In other words, he says, When there is a space, you making room for the wrong thing to get between you and God. He said there are spirits. There's the devil that likes to get in the gap that's been created between us and God. So the further my distance is from Him, the more the space is created, the more room there is for the devil, for darkness, for evil, for the things of this world to get in between. And it's a struggle. I watch it. 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 And I pray about it. And I watch it. And I watch it. And I pray about it. And I watch it. And I watch so many people trying to have this relationship over the devil in the middle. I watch them trying to have this relationship over the space that's been created. Trying to create some creativity and trying to have some response to God. But they've allowed a gap to come between them and the Lord. And something else has come in there. And they're fighting to have a relationship. And they're fighting to have a prayer life. And they're fighting to have a worship life. But they can't do it because there's something in the middle. I've come with a message for somebody on this Sunday morning to simply to tell you this it's time for somebody to close the gap and say I'm tired of having a relationship over a space I'm tired of having a relationship over that spirit that's got in between me and God I gotta close the gap I said I gotta close the gap somebody ought to pray it today draw me nearer nearer blessed Lord draw me draw me nearer cause you can't have a meaningful relationship with the devil in the middle you can't have a meaningful relationship with that spirit that is there you understand the devil is always on the prowl looking for empty places he loves space he's always looking for that empty spot that he can deposit himself in that's the reason why Matthew chapter 12 verse number 44 says that he says I'll return from my house From whence I came out. And when he's come, what does he find? He finds space. It's empty. It's swept. It's garnished. He finds this space that is not filled the way it ought to be filled. The gap has not been brought together. And he finds this emptiness. And wherever there's space, the devil will deposit himself. Wherever there is space... The devil will locate himself. That's the reason why I cannot afford to have any space between me and God. That's why I can't afford to let any gaps come between me and my devotion with God. You see, for most of us, for most of us, we don't ever intend to let the devil in. Most of us don't sit down and strategically calculate. I think I'm going to bring the devil into my relationship. 
I don't think any of us sit down and calculate that. Do you? No, I didn't think. I thought you was a rather wise man and you wouldn't do that kind of thing. No. You know, I, I don't think any of us sit down and just say, you know what? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a little room for the devil now. You know? Would you do something like that? No, I, I thought you was a smarter lady than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to just. I'm not going to just create this space here and say, you know what? I think there's there's room for two in this relationship. You know that that don't work, does it? I think there's. I think there's a little space. I'm. I'm just going to let. I'm going to let the devil in here. There's none of us calculate that out. There's none of us say that. No, we don't intend to do that at all. But what happens is this: we get a little space. We get a little space going on. We get a little distance between God and us. We let little things start coming between us and the Lord. And we let little things begin to drive a wedge between us. And, 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 and we, we think it's all right. Is, is it okay? Oh, oh, it is. It's all right. You don't have to give me permission. God already did. It's all right. I'm going to just preach a little bit today. Is it okay? All right. I, I just want to tell somebody on this Sunday morning. We, we think it's all right. That, that you know what? I can just kind of back off on my worship a little bit. I can back off on my prayer. I can back off on my praise. Do you understand relationships got to be worked at? It's, it, it does. It's got to be worked at. You just got you just got to work at it. You got to work at it. I apologize after church. You uh, just you just got you just got to work at it. You just got to work at it. I, I I I will have held this hand in matrimony forty two years, June the sixth, and uh, I still got to work at it. I still got to work at it. Still got to work at it. You understand that I, I got to make sure there's no space here. I got to make sure that there's no room for anything else. Because I value this relationship. I value this companionship. I, I got to work at this. I don't care how many years you've been married. I don't care how many years it's been since you walked down the aisle. You don't ever quit working on a relationship. Because if you ever quit working on it, there's going to get some space between you and your lover. There's going to get some space there. And where there's space, it will always get filled up with something. It will always get filled up. And what happens is, it don't always get filled up with another at first. It just gets filled up with junk. And it just starts getting filled up with a lot of pressures and a lot of problems and a lot of difficulty. And there's a lot of things and you're trying to have this relationship over here. And you're trying to do it over this space. But things got in. You didn't intend for it to happen. You didn't intend for those financial pressures to come between you and your lover. You never intended for those health issues and all those difficulties to come. But somewhere or another, it's space just kept being created. And, and you keep trying to have this somewhere over the space here. But sooner or later, then another steps in. And when that other steps in, that wedge gets even further apart and that space gets greater between one and the other and before long the space is so great that you can't ever get together so sometimes you just gotta say you know what sometimes I'll wake up and I'll do this I'll just wake up in fact I did it last Monday I did it I promise you I did it tell them I did it I woke up last Monday and I said let's just go you and me let's just go let's get out of town we did we went to Quail Springs we got out of town and uh, and guess what we did I don't think we bought anything if I remember I don't think but we walked down the mall hand in hand and we ate in the food court 
And she sat across the table from me. And I sat across the table from her. And she looked in my blue eyes. And I looked in her blue eyes. And we just smiled at each other. Because every once in a while, you got to close the gap. Every once in a while, you got to make sure there's no space there. That you are, oh, I wish I could preach to somebody right now. If we'll do that in the physical. I said, if we'll do that in the physical, we got to make up our mind in the spiritual that I'm going to close the gap between me and God. I'm not going to leave any space for the devil to put one stinking foot in this relationship. I'm not going to... Come on now. I wish I had a little help in my house. I'm not going to let any space. We're, Jesus and me, we're going to stay tight. I said, Jesus and me, we're going to stay close. I'm not going to let any space get in here. Got to do it. Got to do it. Paul gives us a little admonishment when he writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 22. He says, put off concerning the former conversation the old man. It's corrupt according to deceitful lust. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man, which after God's created in righteousness and true holiness. He said, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry, but sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And then verse 27 is a haunting verse. Neither give place. To the devil. In other words, the translation is clear. Whatever tries to come between you and God, get rid of it. Whatever spirit, whatever feeling, whatever attitude, whatever problem, don't let the sun go down on it. Just make sure there's no spot for the devil to reside in. Close the gap. Don't, don't put it off for another Sunday. Don't put it off for another revival. Don't put it off for another weekend somewhere. i got to take care of this right now. Don't give place to the devil. What's the little children's song? It just no place for you, devil. What's the little puppet song they got going? You know, they're bouncing around up there on the, the puppet stage. And, no place for you, devil. No place for you, devil. No place for you, devil. Somebody ought to shout it out. No place for you, devil. Somebody ought to declare it now. No place for you, devil. No place for you, devil. I'm not going to create any space here for the power of darkness to come in. Paul will write to the church at Corinth and he'll write in 2 Corinthians 2 and 10 to whom ye forgive anything I forgive also for if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ this is why he forgave lest Satan should get an advantage of us because we're not ignorant he said don't you dare let one ounce of unforgiveness Get in your spirit. He said because it'll give space to the devil. And the devil don't need much space to start with. He's like a little mouse. He don't have to have much of a hole to get through. He just knows how to wiggle his way in. And before long, he's there. He said don't let any unforgiveness get in your spirit and create a space between you and God. Understand the devil's wanting to worm his way in. So that's the reason why James says what he says in the book of James. When he says draw near or draw nigh unto God. And he'll draw nigh 
unto you. Watch now. He puts it in context in James chapter 4. Verse number 1. He's talking to people that's dealing with problems. Spiritual problems. He says, your lust war in your members. In verse 6 or verse 4. He says, the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy with God. He said, you got, some, you got some things you're wrestling with. You got lust. Lust is not just a, a sexual term. Lust is any inordinate desire that is in our life for all the things of this present world. He said, you got lust going on. And he said, you've become too close to the world. You've become a friend of the world. And he said, you can't become a friend of the world and be a friend of God because those relationships oppose each other. That's why he goes to verse number 7 and he says, resist the devil. That word resist is not a passive word. In fact, it's an aggressive word. It's a word that means to be hostile. It's a word that means to be in rebellion to. In other words, he said you rise up and you be hostile. And you be rebellious against that old spirit of darkness. And you contend this space is not for you. This place doesn't belong to you. And I resist you. And I rebel against you. Sometimes you just got to rise up, square your shoulders. And you got to raise your head and say, I refuse to let the devil in my house. I refuse to let him in my mind. I refuse to let him in my heart. I'm going to resist. Come on, don't you sit down and let him entertain you in your living room. Don't you sit down and prop your feet up on, on, on the sofa and, and just expect to carry on a little conversation with him. Make no room for the devil resist him rebel against him say I'm not creating any space come on the only relationship that's going to survive is my relationship with God and I got to close the gap I said I got to close the gap I said I got to close the gap that's not just rebellion against the devil not just rebellion against the devil. It's not just resisting. But then he says now in verse 8, draw nigh. Draw nigh to God. Because you see, I can't resist these spirits of darkness on my own. I can only do it when I'm close to God. I see so many people that are fighting futilely, trying to conquer stuff and garbage in their life. But they're doing it without drawing nigh and near to God. You can't fight that. You can't fight those spirits. You can't fight that evil without drawing nigh to God. I woke up Friday morning. When I woke up Friday morning, this was just reverberating in my head. And, and I, I said it over and over and over and over and over again till I could get to the office and it, and it just, it just didn't, didn't go away. So I, I jotted it down real quickly. God will always meet us at our level of investment or submission to God. God will always meet us at our level of submission and investment in God. If I will submit and I will invest, God will meet me there. If I'll surrender to Him, God will come close to me.
If I will draw near and nigh unto God, God will draw nigh unto me. We're trying to defeat stuff without relationship with God. We're trying to get victory over stuff without investment in the things of the Lord. And I've got to draw near to Him. Samuel said it like this in his advice. When Israel was battling the Philistines, this foreboding enemy, the Philistines came against Israel in 1 Samuel 14. Samuel said, let us draw near hither to God. You're fighting that old Philistine spirit. You know what the Philistine spirit is? He wants your space. The Philistines was always land grabbers. They wanted the land of Israel. They were constantly in battle with Israel. He said, you're fixing to fight that old Philistine spirit. And he said, you can't fight without drawing near to God. There's a Philistine spirit that's loose. And it's trying to take territory in our heart. Territory in our mind and territory in our lives. But you can't fight that spirit, sir. You can't fight that spirit, ma'am. You can't fight it unless you draw near to God. Draw me nearer. Nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord. To thy precious lady. Don't let there be any space between me and God. The psalmist says it like this in Psalm 73 and 28. It's good for me to draw near to God. Because if we don't, the space will be filled with evil. It's good. It's good. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord. By the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. So the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 10 and 22 said, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience our bodies washed with pure water. Draw me nearer. Nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, blessed Lord. Somebody just lift your hand to heaven right now. Somebody's come with a little space now. Somebody's come with a little gap. There's a bunch of stuff been trying to fill it. Young people, the devil's trying to fill fill some space. Moms and dads, there's some things trying to fall into that gap. The admonishment of James is still good in 2023. Draw near. 
close the gap now, Daddy. Come on, Mama. Close the gap. Don't let there be any space between you and God. Don't let there be a gap between you and His presence. Don't try to have a relationship over the devil in the middle. Somehow or another, resist Him. Submit yourself to God and draw near unto the Lord. Would you stand with me now from across this building? Would you lift a hand to heaven? Would you tilt your face toward the Lord? Is there a gap? Is there a space? Has something got into it? Something stepped in between you and God now. Is there some spirit that's driving its wedge? Is there something of the world? Something pulling at your spirit. Trying to have a relationship over a gap. I feel the cards of the love of God in the house right now. As He's drawing us in loving kindness toward Him. Pull back against. Would you pull toward him? Would you let your eyes touch his today? His embrace you. I'm opening this altar on this Sunday morning. You want to draw nearer and closer to God. Would you just make your way down that aisle toward this altar? Would you do it now? Consecrate me now, Lord. Oh, God. i got to close the gap. Can't let anything come between me. God. Can't let anything of the world. Can't let any lust of the flesh. got to close the gap now. Gotta close the gap. Oh, that's it. That's it, sir. That's it, ma'am. Would you let him call you now to the cross? Would you let him call you to the cross? You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located at 3221 North Porter Avenue in Norman, Oklahoma. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.apostolicworship.com. You can call us at 405-329-1285 or you can email us at info at apostolicworship.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.